Praise the Lord, everybody. Did God take you through something? And you was trying to figure it out? Then God brought you out? I just said that because some of y'all looking like y'all ain't been through nothing. But when you been through something and you didn't see no way out, then all of a sudden you look around and God brought you out. That's why they shouting. Uh-huh. Uh That's why you praise. I'm trying, I'm trying not to get too happy. I've been coughing and, and you know my voice is gone, so I ain't gonna sing, so don't y'all worry about that. But one thing I can do, I can still shout. <laughs> the devil took my voice and everything, but he didn't do nothing to my feet. So, wait, wait a minute. So, it's been about, I've been fighting this thing for like over a week. And I couldn't sing up there. But when they started singing, I got out and, and I need a little more Jesus. I still, Jermaine, if y'all just give me about 15 seconds to give the Lord some praise. I mean... If, wait a minute. I mean, if he really brought you out, forget about the crowd in the back or on the side of you, but think about something God done done for you. I know that was all messed up. But if he really did something for you, let's take about 15 seconds, Brother P. Can we just give God some praise? not familiar with this type of praise. But if you would just try something, and I've I seen this, I was listening to somebody. So if everybody can just stand to their feet, stand if you can. And I heard a man say like this. He said, pick up your one foot, put it down. Pick up your other foot, put it down. Now all you gotta do is do it a little faster. You can't shout. Hallelujah. Woo. 
All right. All right. Y'all can be seated. All right. Now you can go back and tell your friends that we shouted yesterday. Said, I didn't even know I knew how to shout. But Sister Kathy, Kathy taught me how to shout. So all you got to do, do a little fasting, put some music to it, get your mind on the Lord, and you shouting. I'm just telling you, I don't want you to miss out. You wouldn't go to no club with you and sit there against the wall. So now you're on this side because you're not going to the club no more. But now you on this side, things done a little different. But you can shout. You don't even have to be at church. Girl, you could be in your kitchen washing dishes. And all of a sudden, you start thinking about, you go, mm. And then you go back to the dishes. And then the, the Lord brings something back to your memory. You go, ooh. And then some of your raggedy friends come up and say, you remember when you used to? All you got is go, mm. Uh-oh, got to shout. Okay. 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 All right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. But Pete, I've been sick for like a week and a half. I've just been fighting this. You start getting older, it's just hard to get rid of stuff. But I'm so glad to be here. I honor the Lord for being here. So my voice go in and out. It's okay because, I mean, the pastor, I don't know. Uh, he, I came in, you know, I, I, his wife told him I was sick. Now one time did he or she asked me, you think you're going to be ready for Sunday? I heard you. He said, Tonisha, he said, I heard you've been sick. So, Okay. So I was at home, and I was just waiting for that phone call. To say, I thought he was going to have my sister call and check on me, and I thought he was going to say, well, I'll go ahead and prepare. I ain't heard a, from none of them. No pack call yesterday, no Pastor Terrell. And then I dragged myself to choir rehearsal. <clears throat> thought he would see me. He said, hey, I heard you've been sick. But he still didn't say nothing. So I come this morning without an excuse, but I honor him, Pastor Jones, and I honor Sister Jones and to all who honor is due and, and to the women's president. I honor you for the opportunity to be here and Sister Raynell. And my son and my daughter is here today. I was gonna say my son and Kim's brother is here today. And then my husband, just last month, we celebrated 30 years of marriage. And I'm going to be honest, I really like him. 
I really do. You know, because some people are married, they don't even like their spouse. But I really like him. He's a, he's a cool dude. No, he is a really good man. So I tell the young people, I kind of brag on myself. I said, I picked, the, he's my first and only husband. Which is okay, it's okay. But I did a pretty good job on picking him. And then many of my friends, my sister-in-law and Sister Elizabeth and, and even um, Ponisha's mom, I didn't think she was going to come back because she's a fifth Sunday person. I mean, an eight o'clock person. So it's a blessing to see her and Kim. Because they don't have eight o'clock service on, on, on fifth Sunday. So you ask Kim, and Kim be like, oh, we're not having service. No, you ain't having that at eight, but they having it at 1045. I think you need to stress that to the people. And my friend Marsha came out. I, I didn't want to call her and remind her, but then she called me yesterday. I was like, damn, I thought she forgot. And she works with um, Brother Anthony. And, and when, when I found that out, and I said, well, we love Brother Anthony. I said, we love Brother Anthony because I don't care if you don't want to praise. He kind of like me. We sing ourselves happy. <laughs> so I'm so grateful for all the musicians that took out the time to learn those two songs. My nephew, Jermaine, I told him, I, I said, whatever you do, I don't want nobody making Jermaine mad because I want him to show up on Women's Day. <laughs> but he's here, and, and, and of course, Chris is here taking us 100 miles on that first song. But that's so God bless you. But I want you um, to expedite time. I'm going to go ahead and read Exodus. If you have your Bibles, and if you ever get an opportunity to read the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 2. And I'm going to try to go fast but go slow, if, that, if you know what I'm saying. And uh, I'm going to read verse, chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. I just want to read those verses. Exodus chapter 2. Verse 23 to 25, and I'll read just to expedite time. And it came to pass in the process of time that the king of Egypt died. And the children of Israel sighed by reason of bondage. And they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. You may be seated. Tell somebody, God got you. But you got to trust him. God got you, but you got to trust him. And God is a good God. I don't know what you've been through in the last few days or the last few months or even the last few years. I don't know what you've been struggling with or your situation or the challenges you've been facing. I don't even know the petitions or the prayers you have laid up before the Lord. But I do know that if you are a believer, and I mean a baptized Holy Ghost filled believer, I do know that the enemy is on the attack. And you see, the enemy, he, he doesn't like God. And he's doing all he can to stop you from believing in him, from trusting in him, and from relying on him. So this is what he does. He attacks the marriage, and which causes confusion in the home. 
And then he attacks our children. And then he attacks our grandchildren. And if that's not enough, he goes to our health, our bodies, and, and our finances. And as I've learned last week, he even show up at the job sometimes. He get in the boss. You just minding your business. And here she come. And all you have to do is grit your teeth and say, oh, Jesus, not today, Lord. Give me strength, Lord. Y'all know what I'm talking about? So the enemy is doing all he can to make you question or even wonder about God. Wonder if God sees you. Wonder if he hears your prayers. Wonder if God knows or even cares about you. Wonder has God forgotten about you. But I come to let you know today, don't wonder about God. God knows exactly where you are. Uh-huh. He knows where you are. He has not forgotten you and you and me. As a matter of fact, Hebrews 13, 5, the latter end of it says, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And then I, I like it when he picked it up in, in 1 Peter 5 and 7. He says, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares about you. I have a, a really good friend of mine. Her name is Maria. And her daughter noticed some growth in her neck. And so I brought her to the prayer line. Thank God for the prayer line Thursday morning. And, and we had been praying about it. And we had been seeking God. And, and it got to the point where they had to do a biopsy to see if it's cancer. So a week ago Wednesday, she called me just before uh, the prayer line. She called me. And she didn't have good news. And she said, and it's a young woman. She was raising a family and, you know, married and raising a family. And I think her babies are under 10. And when my friend called me, I could hear it in her voice. And she said, well, the test came back and, and it just, it's, it's probably cancer. And here I go with my saved, sanctified self, positive. I said, well, God's still able. She said, no, 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 it ain't going to happen. And I said, well, girl, the doctors make mistakes. She said, no. She said, we've been praying, and, and he ain't listening. Not Jesus, not Lord, not God. She said, he ain't listening. And I said, no, he listening, you know, yeah. You know, I was trying to be, you know, positive. No, he, it's going to be all right, you know. She said, no, no. I said, we're going to keep praying. She said, I'm not going to keep praying. So when she said that, it was like the Wednesday before the prayer, prayer meeting. And, you know, I always want to give a good report. So I said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to carry you in prayer. And when I said that, Brother Anthony, it felt like, the burden, I just felt a heavy load. As if I actually picked it up from her. And so I got on the prayer line in, uh, the next morning. And, and, with, and, and, and I'm, let me tell you about the prayer line. There's been so many mornings when I said, I ain't getting on the prayer line today. I'm not even going to set my alarm. And 5.45, I just wake up. 
But I got on the prayer line and I began to share the news with the women on the prayer line. And you know, those women, they just had just words of faith. And, and, and we just kept praying and, and we kept seeking. And every time I would pray, Brother Anthony, I could hear my friend saying, he ain't listening. Thank you for that. I could hear my friend saying, he ain't listening. And I'm trying to be saved and trying to keep the faith, Ada. And I'm going like, ah, yeah, he is listening. But the enemy is always finding a way to creep in there. And so, I, and we're still continuing to pray. And, and then I begin to open up the word and prepare for the day. And then I, I find out here in, in the book of Exodus, the children of Israel, you remember they were down in Egypt. And remember they were down there because of the famine. And for some reason they stayed down there. Now that's, that'll be a message right there, why you stay. Because what happens, sometimes we do things and we get so comfortable and we forget about the God that we serve. So as they were down there, uh, the Lord brought this story to me. As they were down there, and be because of the slavery and the bondage they were in, they began to cry and groan. And when you cry, I don't know if you've ever been to a place where you couldn't say nothing. I don't know if you've ever been through something where you couldn't do nothing. Being on your knees, you couldn't even open your mouth, but all you can do is cry and go, mmm. And that's what, that's the point they were at. And, and as I was reading this, and, and my, when my friend came back to me and the Lord showed me in these scriptures, he said, God still can hear. And then, and then if you read those verses that I read, it said, God remembers, so God has not forgotten about you. And then it said, God can see. He looked. So I said, then God can see. See, I was building my own confidence. And then when I, when I seen that he came to their rescue, I said, God cares about you. And it's okay if I just paraphrase this, this, this text real fast. So as they were down there beginning to cry, but they're crying and they're moaning, reach God. And I come to tell the church, keep crying. Keep praying. God sees just where you are. I know he does. So they begin to pray and God raised up a deliverer by the name of Moses. It seems like sometimes we've been praying and crying for so many things that seem like God is not answering us. But while you're crying and praising and crying and moaning, he's raising up an answer for you. You can't see it, but he's raising up somebody for you. And God seen little Moses and sent them down there. Excuse me. He sent Moses down there and I'm getting excited. He sent Moses down there. He said, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And I come to you today. Let me, let me get some water because Mari done took this out. She's just such a helpful little servant. <laughs> Moses went down there to Pharaoh's house. It did help. Thank you. 
Moses went down to Pharaoh's house and he talked to Pharaoh and he said, God said, let my people go. And I come by to tell you this morning, God said, let my people go. And of course, Pharaoh, he just like the enemy. He likes to hold on to you. Don't want to let you go. And then you know God sent the ten plagues, right? And let me read them just in case you haven't read the books of Exodus. So he turned the water into blood. You'd think that would be good enough, but it doesn't stop the enemy. So you got to know what you're dealing with. And then he brought forth frogs and lice and flies and livestock and boils and hell and locusts and darkness. I, just got, I expedited that for y'all. But then he, God said, I have one more thing to do. And so what he did was he said, take a lamb. Oh, I wish I could pass the mic to you now. And he said, kill the lamb. Take the blood. Put it on the doorpost. Oh my God. So when the death angel comes through, he will pass over your house. Tell somebody the blood still works. Can I just give you this for free? I tell the people of God, take your faith, take your belief, take them to your house, whatever devil's in there. Okay. See, I don't know how you've been feeling the so God said, put the blood on the dope. So when the death angel comes through, he's going to pass over that. And I'm telling you, the blood still works. I'm telling you, the blood still works. And then he gets to the part, he said, about midnight. He said, put your shoes on. And I tell the people of God that the coming of the Lord is soon. Put your shoes on. Gurt yourself. Oh, okay. Oh, Lord, I wish I could do it. I wish I could do it. So about midnight, about midnight, there was a cry in Egypt. They sent from the king's house all the way down to the cattle. Then Pharaoh called Moses in there. He said, come here. Take your stuff. Have you been praying? Get your folks up out of here. Then I like this part. He said, and bless me before you go. You've been struggling. You've been having problems on the job. You've been having problems in the home. And all God is telling you to get your stuff. Yeah. Now, I ain't telling nobody to leave their husband and stuff. 
But pray to God, get your stuff and go. And then look at the enemy and bless me. Did y'all read? He said, and bless me. See, folks know you're saved. They just messing with you. Okay, I got to keep going. I'm almost done. And so it said, over 600,000 men marched out of Egypt on their way to the promised land. I'm getting to us now. On their way to the promised land. And on their way to the promised land, I wonder what they was doing. We finally made it out. I finally got saved. I went to church and thinking that everything's going to be all right. Not knowing that the enemy is lurking. So the story goes that Pharaoh woke up the next morning. And the people begin to say, Pharaoh, we don't let those folks go. And that's just how the devil is. He's trying to stop us. And he don't want to let us go. Because he know he going to heaven. See, he had opportunity. He was in heaven, y'all. But he ain't going to never go back again. So he don't want you to go. Now, if heaven was a bad place, why he don't want you to go? If heaven was a bad place, why he don't want you to go? So as they were on their journey, and I bet they were thinking, ooh, we free now. It's almost like when you get saved and you come to church and you think every, everybody in the church is saved. No, they not. You think everybody in the choir is saved. No, they not. You think everybody on usher board is saved. No, they not. The devil sits on the front seat. I, I'm not talking about none of y'all. The devil is on the usher board. The devil sings in the choir. Yes, he does. Not the woman's choir, but he's... <laughs> but let me finish this up. So as they were on their way, and I bet they were rejoicing. I bet they said, this Moses is something. And as they were on their way, they looked behind them. And there go Pharaoh's army. Now look, God just sent 10 plagues. He don't work miracles in all of y'all lives. Because you're here. Yeah. Somebody say, I'm looking. Don't look. Look in the mirror. You're here. And then they begin to complain to Moses. You done brought us out here. You just left. The killers. You know, I like what Moses said. He said, you see those folks up there? You ain't going to see them no more. And they said the wind blew all night. I'm closing. All night long. And then Moses, and y'all tell me how this happened. It says Moses put his stick in the sea. A stick? And then it said the waters began to got to get a visual of that. And it said it builds a wall on both sides. I'm thinking about the sea. 
built the wall on both sides. This is in the, this is in the word, y'all. He built the walls on both sides. And so the cloud was between the enemy and the people of God. That's what the cloud was. So all night the wind blew. Probably to make the people wait. But when they woke up in the morning, and I wonder what they seen. I said, my God, there is a dry land through the Red Sea. Y'all got it? And said, Moses, because he was the leader. He was the leader. Come on, pastor. Let me use you for a minute. Because he's the leader. So Moses was in front. I don't know how, how you think he was walking. Might have been. So Moses was in the front. The Red Sea was on one side and then another. Because that was down the middle. It was dry land. The enemy was in the cloud. Well, in the back. And Moses began to lead the people. Can I get some more folks? Can I get some more folks? Moses began to lead the people across the Red Sea. Over 600,000 people walking on dry land away from the enemy, walking through the Red Sea. Where are you going? Always one in the crowd. Always one. <laughs> Walking through the Red Sea. 600,000 of them. That's a lot of folks, Brother Anthony. Got across the Red Sea. Here we go. Y'all gonna shout now. Got across the Red Sea. <clears throat> now look at Pharaoh and his army. Looking at him. Oh, we got you now. We got you. And that's how the enemy does you. Don't want you to trust in God. Don't want you to believe in God. I'm getting all choked up. So if he sees them and they're gone. Now he thinks, and to Pharaoh, he probably saying, now how did that happen? But then he's going to say, I'm going to try. Just like the devil. Just like the devil. They got over a cross. Come on back over here. Y'all came across. Y'all went that way, you came back. They made it across. And then here come Pharaoh's army. They looking. They wondering. Lord, can we do it? They was like, how did they do that? I know they was wondering, because it's a miracle to see water. And then they start thinking, maybe we can do it. Yeah, that's what they thought. Maybe we can do it. It was all set up by God. Maybe. We... See how the devil tried to trick you? 
but it's all set up by God. So here they come, 600 of them, army. Here they come. Got in the middle of the Red Sea. Got in the middle of the Red Sea. The water start coming down. Wait, 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 wait. I want you to picture that one thing that you've been struggling with. I don't care what it is, curling. A job, a man, kids, whatever your health, whatever you've been struggling with. Trying to get across the Red Sea. Yeah, you already across, but it keeps bothering you. Keeps messing with you. You got to get it in your mind, Ada. Whatever it is, it's in the middle of the Red Sea. And they thought they had it, Tanita. Oh, yeah, we got this. We're going to get on the other side. But right when they got in the middle, here come the water. Y'all must not be going through nothing back here. Y'all must not be going through nothing. So what happened was, Pharaoh's army drowned. Your enemy is in the Red Sea. Wait a minute. So then I got to get to the part. So now your enemy is gone. All that stuff you've been worrying about, it drowned in the Red Sea. You got to do it by faith. So I like this. So once they get back and then the people look, was that the enemy? And here where the women come in. Come on, Myra. Since your name was Myra, you all up and everything. Marion. Yeah. Okay, ho- hold on. Hold on. Oh, Lydia. So Moses. Okay. So Moses and all the children of Israel got across. But then the men, I don't know what they was doing. I guess they don't think they need to shout. But Moses started singing. But then I seen the women. My, Mary had picked up the tamarind. And Jermaine, when she picked up the tamarind, come on, I, when she picked up the tamarind, the other women followed her. And Pastor Terrell, see, this ain't nothing. Apparently, they ain't been through a lot of stuff. How many have some challenges and some struggles you've been facing? I'm telling you now, toss them in the Red Sea. Get it in your mind. So the men, oh, thank you. So the men, thank you. Yeah, see, I said, I'm going to keep him. He always taking care of me. He's going to be my, okay, never mind. 
So when Marion picked up Tamarine, she wasn't just like, oh, Jesus, we thank you, Father. When God does something for you, I mean, when he really does something for you, listen, when God does something for you, you know, couldn't nobody do it but God? What kind of noise? What kind of shout? What kind of praise? What kind of praise? What kind of praise would you give him? I got to stop. I got to stop. Listen, you remember your mama was sick? I don't, I don't know if she ain't here today, huh? What? You remember when you were sick? And the doctor said you had cancer? We put you on the prayer list. You remember you called me? And we prayed. And we prayed. And we prayed. Didn't God do it? Didn't God do it? I got to stop. So I come today to say, what's your enemy doing? What's your problem? What you been going through? What you been seeking God for? Put it in the Red Sea and watch God work. All right, I got to stop. Listen, I got to stop. But I ain't going to stop until I read my scripture. Can I read my scripture? I know I got to stop. I got to read it. I didn't write it down today. Okay. Carlin. Flight 4, 16. Fight your enemy in the Red Sea. Throw it in there. Because we on our way, y'all. If you save like I'm saved, because I know I'm saved. Pete, I know I'm saved. Because there's a few folks I could have slapped. It wasn't nobody but God. I could have said a few other things. It wasn't nobody but God. He just gave me that peace. I, I wasn't feeling good. I went to work. And I answered, because I work in the call center, I answered the call. And the, and the man got on her. He said, well, have you read all my event tracks? Are you looking at my account? I said, I am. Have you read it? I read a couple of them. I said, how can I help you, sir? Have you read them? I said, one moment. Switch them over to a supervisor. The supervisor, they answer the phone, always got a problem with somebody. And did he want, I said, no, he did not ask for one. But I knew he was going to ask for one. So I, I transferred it to you. So all that day, I got home. I was like, he going to call me in in the morning. I said, I ain't even going to work. I'm not even going because I don't feel like being bothered. I don't feel good. I don't feel like being bothered. But then I woke up that morning, and I said, the devil, you a lie. I said, you a lie today. I got up. I went to work. I worked all day long. I said, he ain't here today? I don't know if he got sick. Because I said, I'm, I'm, come, come today. I, I said, Lord, help me today. I'm going to need you to help me. And you know, that man didn't even come. That man didn't even show up, Pastor. So that let me know, God got you, Kathy. You worried about something, God got you. You stressing out about something, God got you. 
And let me end with this. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. And this is why we struggle and this is why we hold on and trust in God. It says, for the Lord himself. I got to read it slow. Listen to this. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with the shout. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. This is talking about the coming of the Lord. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Don't worry about mama and them. Don't worry about auntie and them. Because if they were saved, they get enough first, Ada. He said, then we which are alive, Pete, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. Together shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And we shall, and, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And then the last verse says, therefore comfort one another. And so I like when they say comfort one another because I see my sisters and I see my brothers, and we're struggling, and we're trying to hold on to God, Curly. We're trying to believe. So I can go to you and say, girl, hold on. The Lord is coming. Hold on, girl. He's going to bring you through this. Hold on, girl. Keep on coming to church. 